Welcome, everybody, to another episode of DNF Happy Hour. We are starting a new segment, which is we're going to lovingly call it Bitches, Books, and Art, because we have a special guest with us for this, and we might be making it into a series. But Rob, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell everyone why you're relevant here? <laughs> um, uh well, hi, my name's Rob Roy, and uh, I've been a visual artist for a long time, uh, going into 40 years now, and uh, recently started turning um, short stories into novels, and um, have been thinking a lot about um, artwork in inside books and how that might um, play out. Uh, so I think that um, that would be my relevance for this particular conversation. Um, <laughs> but I'm relevant in a lot of other ways, uh, not to this particular conversation. Though. Sell yourself or I get it out there. All right. <laughs> so we have Roy. Yeah, he's with us. He is relevant. We do love him. And then we also have my co-host, the lovely Jackie D. Hello. Hi. Hi. And then there's A. She's here. Hi. Hi. <laughs> All right, let's kick this off. We're going to keep it kind of short and sweet. We are going to talk about books, like always, because that's what we do. We are bitches be podcasting about books. But we're doing an art twist on it for this episode. And really what we want to talk about today is what sort of makes a good cover for a book what sells it what makes it successful in the in respect to it's eye-catching and people buy it because people like me who judge books on their covers because that's what everybody does and if you say you don't you are a liar okay there are times i go to barnes and noble with the intent of just looking for the prettiest covers I can i do it can I jump in on this on this yes. real quick? So I have three different copies of John Gardner's Grendel based solely on the cover art. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lo- one, I love the story, um, but also there are just three covers that I've that I've discovered over the years that I really love. So I, I agree with you on that. I, I, I personally don't buy a book because of its cover, but I will buy multiple copies of the same book because it has a different cover. So that's a, I, I do the same thing. I think a lot of people, especially when we're talking about classics, and I think that's a good place to start because I also have multiple copies of books that I have read. I am showing everyone now my pop art uh, new cover of Frankenstein, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. So a true, true classic. I mean, Grendel is also very very classic yeah um but this is just it's eye-popping it's pink like a neon pink background and it's the traditional portrait of the um i forget what year the movie was but the uh, first film of frankenstein that it's it's a james, you mean james wales frankenstein from the yes. 30s yes yes so this is like everyone's even if you've never seen that movie you know this and actually, Jackie, we were just at the... No, no, you weren't there. A was there. Alamo Draft House, when we were standing there, they had a portrait of this guy on the wall as well. But yeah, so I have this... I We were at the bookstore, not on the mission to find this. I didn't even know it existed. And we were just doing what we always do. We go over and we sit in front of the horror section and we judge. 
about how poorly they stock the horror section. And then all of a sudden I was like, what the hell is that? And I pulled it out and I go, oh my God. I've read this book probably a dozen times. I probably, maybe, maybe, maybe one more time. Maybe I'll read this just for a sake. But I got this purely to put it on my shelf because it is absolutely stunning. Um, And then on top of that, I posted it and somebody said, oh yeah, there's a Dracula one too. And I was like, excuse me? And I ran right back to that shelf and I looked and I did get the Dracula one. It's the, uh, also the, the most famous portrayal of Dracula in film. I forget again what their name is, but it's his, he's red. The back is like super yellow neon. It's another pop art, but I think that sort of juxtaposition of the colors too makes it stand out. And it's also like a familiar art style that pops for people like not familiar like you would put this as an aesthetic in your house or this is you're really big into it but you see it around so often that your eye when it catches your eye it's not off-putting because these colors together are kind of but because it fits that style you're like oh my god it's pretty but can i ask a question um Mm -hmm. let's say you're an 18 year old in barnes and noble and you see that cover and you think wow this is that's a freaking awesome cover. I need to, I need mm-hmm. to get this book. Frankenstein is not going to be what you're used to for your typical reading. So mm-hmm. is the cover attracting a reader that may go, I don't like this book because it's written in a way it's hard for me to, to kind of relate to. So, so I absolutely agree with that, but I also think it's really smart marketing as well mm-hmm. because they're like, we are probably going to trick people into buying this, which <laughs> I'm okay with that when it comes to books. Other type of marketing, I'm like, no, that's corrupt. But yeah. if it's for books, I'm like, right, do it. But but it's Mary um, Shelley too, and she's dead, right? So it's like you know, I mean, it's 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 okay. It it is, but <laughs> kind of. But you are going to get that reader that might be like, oh, my God, this is awful. But you're always going to have that, like even on contemporary literature. You're always going to have that person that picks up the splatterpunk novel and reads and goes, oh, my God, this is disgusting. One star. Who would write something like this? It's like, bitch, why didn't you read the description or do a little research and understand what splatterpunk is? Um, I think here, if you're in the horror section and you have – a type of horror that you enjoy. I also respect that this could open doors for readers that maybe have never experienced a story like this. Yeah. And I, I would say Mary, she- Mary Shelley's writing is not as oh, contrite, I would say, as like Marie, um, the hell is it? Louisa May Alcott, mm-hmm. the fucking bitch that wrote Little Women. That's yeah. painful. Right. Mary Shelley's not painful to me. Well, and actually Frankenstein is much more readable than Dracula. Uh, Okay, so yes, but you can't talk bad about Bram Stoker's Dracula to me because that is my life. I'm not. I I got my master's on it. I didn't talk talk bad. I I love that book. I'm just saying that (laughs) the way it's written would be difficult for, I think, some people to kind of get into it. That's all. That's all. Yeah, it's also written in a different um, style. Being yeah. uh, oh my, with the it's written through letters and journal entries, right? 
Exactly. So it's, it, you know, how you write a letter is like, dear so-and-so, I did this and I did yeah. that. But that's how you write a letter. So if you are not comfortable reading a novel that way, but I really think that style is fun. <clears throat> mm-hmm. But I'm also a nerd. <laughs> hey, I, I, I think that everyone in this room is a nerd in some way. Jackie's like, how dare you talk about me that way? She's like, I'm a I badass bitch. No, I, I <laughs> own my nerdiness. What was I doing the other day, A, when you were at the house? I was oh, yeah. spooling my skeins of yeah, cross-stitching for, floss yeah. on my bobbins so that I could organize for my next project. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just on the couch with a beer, cross-stitching. I respect it. So we brought up an interesting topic about how covers can be misleading. I mean, I think if you're really young and you've never heard of this, then your education system has failed you or your just generally life has failed you. But I can understand, especially young, young, maybe they're not, they're talking about this. But I will talk about a book that is absolutely misleading (laughs) with a cover and really sort of started this whole journey for me and Jackie a little over two years ago. We wouldn't be here if not for this book. And it's this book. It's The Den of Vipers. I'm so sorry you, you went through that. This book's so funny to me when people review it because they're like, oh my God, it's so awful. It's trash, but I'm giving it five stars. <laughs> but have you ever, have you heard of this book? I, I have not. Okay. Do you want to take a guess while looking at it? Because I'm showing the cover of Den of Vipers. The, um, I think this is the mass market paperback. Yeah. Can you can you hold uh, it up closer to your camera? Yeah. 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 Okay. So, so okay. Judging by the judging by the title and the cover, I okay. Mm-hmm. I've seen enough. Um, okay. I, I would I would say that it it it's probably some sort of. I don't know, demon, um, demon mafia snake thing. That sounds like a good idea. (laughs) When you say demon, do you mean literally or figuratively? Um, well, in, in my world, demons are always literal and have figurative meaning. So yes, to both. Okay. Let me give you a quick, oh my God. Sorry, my thing just went out. I think it, it like, went to sleep. My, my thing just went out, too. <laughs> oh. Let me give you a quick synopsis, a rundown of this book. Okay. <laughs> it is. And mind you, Jackie and I didn't even know what these terms were when we got this book. And the reason I got it is because everyone on BookTok during the time, it was like the beginning of COVID. This is when BookTok got really big was like, oh my God, this book, wink, wink, this book, wink, wink, um, but never really explained what it was. But I was like, oh my God, it's pretty. The cover's so pretty. So I ordered it on Amazon. It came the next day. It's a chonker. It's a, uh-huh. it's a thicken, it's a thicken book. Um, and I started reading it and then was like, oh my Lord, I didn't know this existed. This is a contemporary urban reverse harem dark mafia romance mm-hmm. so yeah. okay what hap- what happens here is this the roxy the main char- the main female character she uh, her father 
is really the problem. He's always gambling. He's in a lot of debt. She wants nothing to do with him and really has nothing to do with him. But he has so much debt that the group that he's in debt with now of like, you got to pay up. So what does the father do? The father sells like, her. He gives them her daughter. Mm-hmm. So like any rational men, they were like, okay, cool. We're going to go pick her up. So these four ringleaders of this very, very bad group of mafioso, but not mafioso, they're, they're, they're British, um, go to the bar to pick her up. She puts up a hell of a fight. So that's interesting. Um, but they ultimately get her and take her back to their house because where else are they going to put her? I don't know. Um, and then that's where just things get really interesting. so if you like books with a whole lot of penis and uh with a little splash of plot that's the book for you like because that's all it is just but there are some really but there are some interesting action scenes that i'm like oh okay that's all right that's cool but then it's straight to fucking again yeah garrett will forever be my baby but that but that (laughs) but that book Okay. So, okay. So, all right. Honestly, I wasn't that far off with what I thought the book was about. Mafioso demons. Um, But, uh, you know, it it sounds, it sounds like a fun book to me because if there's. Oh, it's fun. (laughs) If you go, if you go on Goodreads to look at what people say about this, it's either one star because they're clutching their proverbial pearls or it's a five star, but the way that the review reads, it also could be a one star. Got it. Got it. Okay. Like, this it's too, is it's, it's too long for me. Like I can tell already that it would, it would be too long. Like I, for me, a 300. What is it? Like 600 pages, 605 or something like that? Uh, 630, 640. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the longest book that I've ever read was Irving Stone's um, The Agony and the Ecstasy which is a story about Michelangelo. And that's mm-hmm. about 700 pages. And I love that book. I and mean, it's, it's, but that's, that's, that's it. That's as far as I can go. Um, so <laughs> no, I'm with you. The, the, the chonkers though, like when you get really into reading, the chonkers are like more sexy. Cause you're like, mm, I'm going to, I'm going to conquer you. Yeah. <laughs> but it, back to the cover though, this, I got this cover because I'm like, oh, this cover is striking. It's beautiful. It's pretty. There's like a black skull and a snake and roses like any, you know, like douchebags tattoo that's out there. Um, so I bought it and started reading it. And then amidst like a drug deal type transaction at a bar, I slid the book <laughs> across the table to Jackie. and was like, Jackie, you got to read it. You got you got to just give it a try. And let's just say that I'm a bit more loose than Jackie. (laughs) So (laughs) there was a moment right after she had finished that neither of us could look the other in the eye for probably like a couple weeks. (laughs) It's kind of like watching Outlander and then my mom telling me she's watching Outlander and then you get to Mm -hmm. an episode and she wants to talk about it. And I'm like, mom, I know we're on the phone, but I can't make eye contact. My mom wanted to do that with Game of Thrones. And I'm like, please don't. Please, I don't want to talk. She's like, did you see that scene? He like, you could see his full. I'm like, don't even say it. I don't want to talk about this with you. Don't even say it. I don't even want to know that you're watching it. I just want to think that you're watching Murder, She Wrote. Leave me alone. (laughs) But I would say from a marketing standpoint, this cover 
sold the book. I wonder how many people out there are like us that were like, oh, okay, it's pretty cover. And people are saying it's got like interesting characters. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't buy the book for the cover on that one. Yeah, but that's you and you're a man. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, huh. When all okay. other arguments fail, we just go straight for that. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Oh. No, but I, I understand what you're saying. There's other people as well, women as well, um, that are like, I don't like this cover. But I think pers- this gives that sort of, remember I was talking about that rule of three and then the positioning and the colors and the sort of abstract but pretty. That's what mass market paperbacks right mass market covers are for this is enough here that is attractive to idiots like me okay (laughs) so (laughs) we were talking earlier about you know uh, during the twitter space about what you know how important is the cover for it to be successful um but also describing like what success actually looks like i think people's definition of that are going to vary Uh, but i would i'm going to point to two right now that are now the authors are both hybrid so they're self-published and working with like a smaller traditional or even a big traditional house um i don't know did did carissa start yet i know she signed with um tour right yeah they i'm pretty sure they made that imprint to pick up her book yeah Tour, so, uh, yeah, she's probably already past the contract phase. It's mm-hmm. just now being republished. I'm pretty sure. So within the next like six to twelve months, we'll probably see a republish under yeah. yeah under Tor's uh, imprint. So that's uh, Carissa Broadbent. Um, that's the cover I was just showing you before. This is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's like a paranormal, dark fantasy kind of romance, I guess. Um, but I wouldn't even call it, I would call it romantic, not a romance, because especially in this book, the romance is not the main point of it. Okay. Um, but I think here, what's really striking about it, and this is self, this was self-published, this edition right here. Mm-hmm. What's striking about it is I think maybe the color palette, it's just, it's neutral enough to be pleasing to a, a wider audience of people but then again with the fantasy it's abstract not really specific with little hints of things to give people that ooh, what could this be about um and then just just the positioning of the title with the other uh portions of it this is really smart uh artistry here for this cover so but now this author who spent the last seven years being self-published is now getting picked up by a very very three I thought it was she had seven years of writing because if you look at when the books were published. Oh, then maybe, but whatever she managed to do, she did it in three years. Oh, like I could she, be wrong. She, yeah, she blew up in like three years. I think it was Raven Kennedy that was seven, the author oh, of the Guild series. Yeah, that might be it. Um, either way, Carissa, that's yeah. both of them. It's a very short time to put out that many books and get notice and, get, and sell and then get picked up. But isn't that kind of weird that so we have a cover here. Let's let's track this. We have a cover from a self-published author that already had two, I think, two series out. There's the daughter, and I haven't read 
whatever the other one. I didn't even know about it till I heard people talking. But it was on Kindle Unlimited. I, I liked the book. I didn't even know that this was her when I saw people talking about it. Um, but this cover gets picked up. Now people are like, oh my God, it's the same author. That's amazing. Becomes viral, sells a whole bunch. And now a fairly large publishing industry, publishing company is has picked her up. They created an imprint just for her. That's what A is alluding to. I think we all believe right. that. Well, so they also know? picked up another. They picked up a cozy fantasy author as well. When that imprint was released, there were two authors picked up under that imprint that I've heard about or read about in publishers right, marketplace. What's the other author's name? Because Carissa is the only one. I don't I... remember. She's on TikTok. Like she wrote two cozy fantasy books. They're literally sapphic lattes and legends. That's that's a topic for another day. But yeah. <laughs> but here we are. I I would say I will be the brave one and say I believe that a single cover did that for her. Because those other series were pretty popular on Kindle Unlimited. People liked them, but it just wasn't enough. And here you go. Another one is from Blood Nash. This is by Jennifer L. Armitrart. She's actually not that far from us. She lives over in West Virginia. Um, she is a, she's a hybrid now, but I believe when she first, um, her first series was like a YA and then she has an older NA series. But this book, I, I believe this is the book that blew up her career in the sense where this is the one I think also along with Akatar launched all the fan art becoming really 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 popular because there are two characters in here poppy and castile it's a romance it's a fantasy romance and the the art is very very nice the fan art um i can send you some rough so you can look at it but very very it's beautiful the fan art that comes out for it so then there the story i believe is a good story other people have issues the writing is a bit iffy every now and then she doesn't normally work with an editor so that's also a problem but this book alone and then the fan art i believe are what really sells this book and now the series has what the fifth book just came out and it also has a prequel series that's on book two or three now so i that's my thought i think you can have a cover like this and the cover is what makes you go essentially viral. I mean, do you mm. think I'm going to open it to the peanut gallery. What do you think? Think that's can happen or you think that I, I'm coincidence? I, I think that I, I can't answer that question because I, I, I don't have enough information to really, to really know whether it's that or whether it's the, the TikTok following or the, or whatever, you know, I mean, could it, could it be that the book, the book cover entices the right person on TikTok who then says, yes, um, <clears throat> I want to, I want to do this. Uh, I, I love this book and I love the cover and then they blow it up. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I mean, the book has to be good too, right? It's, it's not just going to be the cover. A is nodding her head. She's like, no. There's a book right now that everyone has drank the Kool-Aid. It has a pretty cover, but that's about it. What, what's the book? Yeah. We're not, not we don't speak it. its name here. It's oh. it's like low, like Voldemort. We don't say okay. its name. It is he who shall not be mentioned. Okay. Well, someone someone needs to freaking send me 
in a direct message the name of this book so that I know not to buy it. Um, well, I, you you might I, like it. I don't think you pick it up. I don't think you pick it up. Are you calling me dumb? <laughs> the book made me feel stupid, and I'm an avid that genre reader, and I. I had like five people try to explain to me something that I knew what it was, but I couldn't visualize it. Oh, it's not a the fantasy. Last... But it yeah. follows it follows the formula. Okay. Where okay. It, like let's like look at these books side by side. They look at first you're like, oh, they're they're different, but they're really not. There's some form of nature in the background. Right. Here it's a tree, here it's a snake, then there's some sort of weapon or tool in both of them. And then there's like there's some flowers or something, you know, pretty. This has leaves. Yep. This has like some blue shit sparkling around here. It's got vines on it. It There's a formula. And then okay. the title is big, bold font. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to be right back. I'm going to go grab a book that <laughs> okay, for me. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. So this book. Um, oh. <laughs> right. So this one, I yes, read I the book. back. I read the back cover because of the front cover, and then I was like, "Okay, I want to, I want to, I want to read it, right?" Um, and more so than the cover art, it was the way this was done, the way the title ran up the side. That's so. It was. I guess you could say that's partially the cover art, um, just the way it was designed, and then. And and I like this book. It, it's fun. Um, it's I don't know. It's 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 fun. It was an, it was so an easy read. It is an interesting read. Um, yeah. I read it on Kindle Unlimited. <laughs> yeah. You bring up a great point though about how the cover made you pick it up and read the back. Like you weren't right. just going to buy it off the cover, but the fact that you touched it and then read the back. Yeah. Exactly. That, sometimes that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then that, there's this one, which I bought because of the cover and the title. <laughs> now, this this book is awful. I mean, it's, it's like horribly written, but it's fun because there are all these kind of like illustrations inside. Um, yeah. That almost kind of take it to like, graphic novel-esque. Mm -hmm. um, so, like, this, the, you know, chapters having a little illustration on the top of them, it reminds me of um, illustrated manuscripts from mm -hmm. the 1400s and the 1500s yes. when, um, you know, people were actually handwriting all the freaking words and then an artist was illustrating the sides. And um, so I think that, um, I, you know, for me, I will never buy a book because of its cover, but the cover will get me to look at the book harder. Yeah, that cover made you take an additional step. Right, exactly. And it was made a step that it, needed yeah. for me to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. But that other book is actually another great point where you got it because of the cover and you thought it was going to be fun. And it is fun. Yeah. But you went, it's fucking awful where most people might stop there. But you said, but you know what? 
it's kind of cool because it's got all these other it's this other artwork inside of it. Yeah. Like that took maybe for you from a one star to like a two and a half star. Oh no, <laughs> rating I, on it. I, honestly, honestly, I give this um I give this book, this uh, zombie apocalypse book, I would give this four stars because because of the way it's written, even though it's mm-hmm. even though this it's badly like it's just poorly edited and all that. It needs an editor, it, yep. Right. It's just fun because it, you, you can there's four different stories that are happening. And and mm-hmm. depending on how you on how you turn the pages, you can go to different stories. And I love this shit that's going on in it. Where there's you know <laughs> the comic book. and fonts and and again it kind of speaks to that Boom, graphic bam. novel thing. Smack. Yeah. That's that's <laughs> cool. So here you have a book that reached out a little bit further outside the norm. So because that's like it's a horror or is it? Um. Or... Yeah. I, I. Well, I don't know. The three of you seem to have a very specific terminology when it comes to your horror definitions so i would say this is probably in horror it's not stephen king horror it's not classic horror um the horror is really broad it's really yeah. really broad like the main point of horror is it's, it gives you that sort of sense of unease through um the setting and yeah. the the content yeah, but from horror. there it devolves into subgenres. yeah it's horror it's, it's really hard not to be horror when it's about zombies because it'll just be <laughs> horror and then tack on any other adjectives. Yeah, so it'll be exactly. Like, funny horror, romantic horror. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I get that. But it's really cool. So they took a chance, did something that's not normal for that genre. That would be something more fantasy, really, to have those sort of illustrations, the extra care in the chapter titles mm-hmm. and headers. Yeah. But the art, yeah. So the art's there. The art makes you perceive the book differently where you know what studies show that like um why fine dining has like dimmer lighting than like your mcdonald's it has a fluorescent lighting um because the point is fine dining like they want you to stay and enjoy your meal um and that setting the light lets you do that where mcdonald's they just want you to eat and get the fuck out right um so <laughs> so yeah. it changes yeah. your experience yeah i want to i want to see mcdonald's try one time to put some mood lighting in and see what happens because the studies have shown that it'll actually make food taste different the lighting just the lighting well so. it makes your experience different for for mm-hmm. sure um and 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 how you experience things can drastically change how you feel like you've tasted something or, or yeah. Yeah. So I think it's just, you can say the same thing about a book when you are reading it and you're like, I can overlook lots of grammatical things. I mean, I'm fluent in Kindle unlimited um, grammar. So like, I understand that it's shit. Um, but like, if I were to read something that like Harper Collins put out and it's like all fancy book, I, I, sh- I shit you not, I would be in there with a red pen so fast and then I would actually put it in my review. But some books I don't, but I can get past that when there's interesting things about the book. It changes the way you perceive it. So right, right. I, I'm totally with you on that, but it's, it's interesting how you're like, this book shit, but look at all this cool stuff in it. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So 
Um, back to covers. We just went through the fantasy uh, formula for book covers, and it works. It's proven it works. But I want to change that real quick and talk about a fantasy book cover that it's still in the formula, but it did it a little bit differently, and it makes it a bit striking. So here's Dance of Thieves, mm-hmm. which I believe is, is this a YA? I can't remember. I just remember it, it yeah, because yeah. there's like a little bit of like kissing and hold, hand holding, and I think they do do it at one point. But anyway, um, so you got the nature, you got the sword, you got the big, bold font. I'm right here, camera. Um, there, and then like, you know, flower or something pretty. But it's just presented in a different way. And I, I think this book cover is really sh- God damn it, Apple. I'm right here. I think that book cover is really striking. What do you guys think? I, I, I think that I think that we have different tastes and um because it for me for me it 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 it's excessively ornate and it would it it makes me go yeah, I'm not interested. But okay, is it because you're looking at it as an artist, or is it because when you look at that cover, you really couldn't care less about what's going on inside? Um, yeah, I don't, I don't okay. care. So, if you were to look at what you're looking at, not if you are looking at it, what do you think this book is about? Um. I don't, I don't know. I, I have no, I mean, it, it looks, it, you know, it, <clears throat> I mean, maybe, it, maybe, it, you know, maybe Lord of the Rings and, and all that has, has m- made me, um, I just, I, I don't know. I, I it, it's not my genre. Like I don't, I'm fantasy, not interested yeah. in reading fantasy and it looks like fantasy to me. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and so for me, I would need a cover that that says this isn't fantasy. And then if okay. it was fantasy, I'd be pissed. Okay, that's fair. But that's also another really great point that we could talk about is the fact that this in itself, like maybe if it were presented in a different way that wasn't a book, and it was on something else, you might look at it and, and appreciate it differently. But because it's tied to a book that you now have connected in your brain that this is like fantasy, like this gives off fantasy, which you're absolutely right. And you know that you don't like fantasy, so you're immediately put off by it. Same thing with this other book, The Serpent Knight, whatever the fuck it's called. Um, yep. It's giving you fantasy vibes and you're like, fuck fantasy. So that, I mean, now you're talking about like the cover is doing its job essentially because yeah. somebody who does like fantasy will go, oh my God, it's a fantasy book. I know nothing about it, but I'm going to pick it up. No, exactly. Because the last thing you want, the last thing you want is someone reading the book and it's, it's not their genre and they buy the book because of the cover and then they leave a bad review because like, hey, this cover made me buy this book and, um, and I hate fantasy. And it didn't tell me that it was fantasy via the cover. Now, again, this is why I don't buy books because of their covers. And I know that you think that everyone buys books because of their covers. No, I'm not saying them. that's the only way. I'm just saying that people have. 
Yes. And I'm saying if you have never, which you've already proven my point about it, at one point, even if it's just once, you have picked a book up because of its cover. But I didn't buy it because of its cover. I I picked it up and I read the what was going on. I read the synopsis. So So it it just checked another box for you, yes, an additional yes, exactly. requirement. Yeah. But if that cover didn't draw you to it, you would never even read no, the back. True. No, true. Exactly. And I, I believe me, I'm 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 a visual artist. I mean, I I mm -hmm. it's very, very important to me. And I understand how important it is to draw people to your book so that they will pick it up and turn it around and read the synopsis and then hopefully buy the book. So yeah, it's very important. Let me give an analogy for everyone that's not that's not following me out there. I hope you are, because I, I like to believe that people that listen to us are smart. Um, <laughs> I do have a lot of faith. <laughs> so we're human beings. We have eyes for those of us who are seeing. So we take that for, for granted. And we are constantly taking in the world around us visually for those who are seeing. Um, Let's say you go out and you see like a very beautiful woman or a super handsome man. The only reason you would even approach them is because there's something about them that is attracting you. And it doesn't really have to be physical attributes like I like their eyes. It could really just be something about them. But the only sense that you're using is your sight. So for you, in your case with the book, you walked up because you're like, oh, this is, this is different. striking. So you pick it up and you read it. So this is now dating, right? You walk up to somebody at a bar because you're attracted to them for some reason. And then you go on a date. And that's the equivalent of like kind of reading the synopsis on the back. And you get that sort of hour and a half long dinner where you ask questions. And you're like, okay, um... I, I could definitely sign on for another date or you're like, fuck this. There's no way I'm going to read this book. And then you put it down, cover be damned. Um, but that's like the natural progression. If everybody's like, I didn't, I wasn't initially attracted to my spouse. Fine. But there was something that you were like work, you work together or you went to mm -hmm. school together or because of force, force proximity, you got to know this person really well. And that's what you grew attached to. That's the same as like being part of the bookish community and you have all these people saying, oh my God, it's so great. It has this, it has this, it has all my favorite tropes. This is the character. And look at, you know, all these other attributes about the book. And you're like, I would read that. Like for me, a guilty pleasure now has become Omegaverse. It's fucking weird. Don't trust me. Um, but if it's like reverse harem, Omegaverse, like breeding kink, I'm there. I don't care what, is going on and most of the shittiest covers that I have are because of that. So that's the sense of like, you really know what you like, or if you're like on these dating sites where they don't do pictures, they just do like attributes about stuff that that's the equivalent there where you now have dug a little bit deeper and you like that where, but most of the time you don't have the time to do that with everybody. If you're looking for a soulmate, right? There could be this beautiful book out there, that you just aren't interested in, but this could be the best book you've ever read in your life, but you walked away because you weren't attracted to the cover. No, it, it, it's absolutely true. Absolutely true. 
Um, and and for the exact same, like like I said in, in the very beginning, I have three copies of Grendel, and the only reason I have three copies is because I like the cover on all three of them. So I don't I don't need an extra copy of Grendel. And in fact, there was a there was a recent new edition, and I really liked the cover. And I was like, shit, I cannot afford to have another copy of Grendel sitting on my bookshelf you know even though i really want this cover because it's awesome yeah um, and i think because you've already invested in that topic like for example jackie and i are best friend a is part of our bestie group another best friend of ours so let's say that a is like i'm gonna get this awful tattoo on my face and then jackie's like i'm gonna dye my hair black which would look absolutely atrocious um but they're still my besties so i will go out in public with them <laughs> I don't know. Thank you for that. Jackie's Jackie's not on. She doesn't have her camera on. So I and I have this. Oh, yes, she does. No, she she just shows shows up as a J for me. Oh, nope, she's there. She's there. It's probably because you're on your phone. It has limited space. Don't worry about it. She's there. She's looking at you. Okay. Okay. That's (laughs) weird. Um. So anyway, I, I, I don't know whether you would look bad with black hair or not. So. I would. It would it be would awful. wash me out totally. It would be awful. <laughs> I like goth chicks. So, um, well, I, I used to be, back in my high school days, the 90s, I was, I was goth. And yes, there was a point when I did dye my hair almost black. Not quite black, but almost okay. black. And it was a bad idea. So Okay. Um, all right, so I, I do have a question about mm-hmm. illustrations in books, since I already brought it up with um, Can You Survive the Zombie Apocalypse book, right? So no mm-hmm. illustrations inside. Do you think that illustrations can become detrimental for a reader's view of main characters? Go ahead, A. Nope, not at all. Not at all. So when you put an illustration into a book and whether you commissioned the artist and they read an excerpt or you gave them specific guidelines on what your character looks like, that creates a connection between the reader and what they're reading. So like if I was reading, which I did, I don't know why I did. I love Poppy. That's about all I love. Um, if there were illustrations of like Poppy, like some of the big scenes, like where she's wearing the mask, the scars on her face, or what Castile looked like, I probably would have squealed like a stuck pig because then I could connect it. And what I was reading now made sense. So it just creates a deeper connection. I don't think you can overdo it. The Witcher hasn't overdone it like at all. Mm-mm. Like, okay. So I, 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 I disagree. And and here's why. Um, for me, as as detailed a description as I can give with um, with my book, no matter how detailed that description is of my characters, you will always have a different version in your head of what that main character looks like than I do. And I think that with the illustration you take away the reader's ability to have their own understanding of what that particular person looks like so as much as i 
on some levels agree with the, you know having having the illustration that that allows that kind of connection at the same time i think I don't know that I would want to do it with, with anything that I write myself. So there's two points here. First one I'll cover really quickly is where you say, well, it might distort what, how you think about majority of the readers, especially the avid readers out there. No, you could tell me that he's six foot four blonde hair, blue eyes. And it's a, like a motorcycle romance, like a, a motorcycle club, dark romance. And I'm like, no, he has, he has black hair and, um, dark eyes. Uh, yeah. So, and he's got stubble, not clean shaven. So it's most of us just fucking ignore it. If we say, if it doesn't align with what, but we're still liking the story, we'll ignore it. So the same thing for the sort of fan art or illustrations about the character. Um, I think if somebody gets that caught up on an artist's take on another artist's work, uh, it's not that deep. What I was talking about right. was like when it's on the cover or when the artist doesn't have yeah. to say, so it's like completely off. Right. That brings me to my next point. What you said is I could give it all the detail in the world and it still wouldn't be what I envision. And here's what I say to that. Nobody cares. Readers do not care what you have in mind. That's just a you oh. thing. And it's like an ego thing that as an author, you just have to be like, oh, oh no, 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 no. But, but you, you, um, maybe I wasn't clear. So I can, I can give all the details that I, that I give. And yeah. the, what I, what I think that person looks like may not be what you think that person looks like. And that's totally fine. And that's mm -hmm. the reason why, I, I think that having an illustration is not a good thing because I want you to have your your impression of the particular person that is my main character. I don't want it to be my impression. Yeah, right? yeah. and most so, I think most readers are not going to let an okay. illustration deter them. Okay. Uh, especially like super avid, especially in the romance erotica, because that is a that's a, a realm where you're sort of taking it to personal fantasy type where in mm -hmm. your head you're creating a scene um and this book is just like the the source material essentially right um, so you look you're reading it and you're like oh my god castile is so great he's tan skin and you're like nah i want him pasty that, that's it that's <laughs> all that's all happens and you just okay in your right. head you just ignore it and if you actually okay. get a little bit deeper into the bookish side of twitter and most of the social media you'll see that trend come up a lot where uh, a lot of them are women but men as well they'll say like oh currently reading and then later you'll see them uh i did not expect this uh this character does not give blonde vibes well nope he doesn't have blonde hair to me it's like a joke okay got it got it okay all right yeah. Okay. I think when it comes to, uh, there's a book, the fantasy book, the one we don't talk about that just came out that's doing real well. There's some controversy because the art that was being put out, uh, I guess, whitewashed the characters. Um, so that's, that's a different issue there. So if you are describing characters or if you're promoting a book saying like this is a book that's diverse is a book with representation um, or my POC is a person of color. Like your, your main character is a person of color. I, I don't, I meant to say the first person POV, but then I, I like mixed all of my acronyms together. So if your main character or your main love interest or something like that, or antagonist is uh, supposed to be a person of color, but then your 
cover is showing somebody that is definitely not that or yep. the features don't match up the colors don't match up that that could be an issue because i think ethically then you're misrepresenting right. what your book is because you're trying to get into a different audience that i think is is wrong let's close this out and i have a question for you i don't know i i am pretty sure you've never heard of this author or this book but from looking at this cover what genre do you think this is? Can you show it to me again? Yeah, I just had to get my camera back on track. It was um drifting. okay. Uh, uh like paranormal sci-fi. Okay. And um I'm judging by the look on your face that either I'm way, way off or I'm dead on. It's horror. Oh, well. It's like a I mean, psychological it, horror. <clears throat> but, I mean, paranormal sci-fi could be, I mean, there's plenty of horror in, in, in sci-fi. Depends. They can be. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's there's nothing paranormal or sci-fi oh, okay. in this. It is just yeah. a uh, sort of a generational trauma, psychological horror. Okay. Yep. Well, it's, I, so, it, I'll have to read it. And, and <laughs> So if anyone's wondering what we're talking about, it's Sundial by Katrina Ward. Uh, she is a, I love her. I have all of her stuff. Um, but I really enjoy the covers that she puts out. And this is the U.S. version. Um, the U.K. version is, is much, much different. It's still pretty, but this is a very sort of like neon-esque. Um, I don't even know. How, you, how would you describe it? Are you asking me? Yeah, you're the oh. artist. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, there, I, I, I already told you, uh, fantasy sci-fi, and, and the reason I pulled those names. No, out I mean is like the art the style. Color. Well, the the color okay. the colors are are what brought to mind the fantasy sci-fi kind of thing, paranormal, um, because I think that that kind of lightish pinkish color and the that kind of foggy green um mm -hmm. are always going to speak paranormal to me oh that's fair so. I, I i can agree with that so we talked earlier about how like book covers can be misleading in a marketing tactic right um this is try read this you're gonna love it right or you don't know what this mm -hmm. book is about but it's pretty so here we have a cover that is sort of the opposite because I think any most um, readers that aren't aware of her or her work and didn't see it on the horror shelf in Barnes and Noble, and they just were looking mm -hmm. like on what what a a shaking her. Oh, I was just saying like I don't I had never heard of her outside of yeah. you because I never see her on shelves ever. Maybe now it's yeah. different, but yeah, before she's, getting, she's growing a little bit, um, but. They call her, they essentially call her like the female Stephen King. Um, I don't think that's fair to her because I think her shit's better. Anyway, um, but it's cool because you, you do say that paranormal sci-fi-ish look because of the colors and the aesthetic. I, I agree. But so let's say you pick this up without any, knowing anything about it. And I know this is why you don't buy books by their cover. I get it. But let's say somebody did and they pick this up and it's, 
it's definitely a roller coaster ride of emotion and stuff, and it it's falls in horror. Do you think that this cover then has failed? No, or... no. I, I, I and and this kind of goes back to what you said about cover of my book. Mm-hmm. After reading it, it made more sense. Mm-hmm. If if I read that book and uh, and it's horror and it's an emotional roller coaster, that cover might make way more sense. And yeah, it does. Me, it does. Also. That's, you know, for me, that's really important. I, I like mystery. I, I don't like obvious. So mm-hmm. if the cover maybe doesn't make sense when I first look at it, and then after I read the book, I'm like, oh, this cover is fucking awesome. Then, yeah, that's a good thing for me. But I'm weird, right? And I'm not like everyone else. So that's just, you know, maybe that's just me. But I I will probably now, you know, I will probably go out and get that book. So. It is is a very good book. I I definitely recommend anything by her. But I, I think we can... We're working towards wrapping this up now. We've talked yep. a lot about how covers can either be a benefit or a detriment, but I think really we've talked about all the different ways that could work, but it seemed like it was more for the positive than the negative when oh, it yeah. comes to the cover. For these, when we're talking about like the fantasy, the formula, mm-hmm. the sort of misleading, simple, aesthetic, pretty cover. Mm-hmm. Um but these are all covers where you can say you like them or don't like them, but there's something about them that's intriguing and will make you at least pick it up. Because if you pick it up, you'll read the back. And if you don't like what the story's about, that's fine. But the fact that you picked it up and read it could also lead to you liking it. So the cover oh, yeah. that. Yeah, no question. Now, now, I think where the bad comes into play is some of the romance or erotica where they put the naked men or, or, you know, scantily clad women on the covers. That's just, I think off putting to a lot of people because it screams pornographic Mm -hmm. and we're so conditioned to be like, porn is bad. And then we also embarrassed that we don't want to read that at work or go on a bus with it. So that in itself, when you are creating this sort of visceral reaction to a book just because of the cover, I think that's where publishing houses should really think. And authors, self-published authors should be like, stop using the stock photo of sexy men. Yeah. Right. Um, but it, that's, this is a topic for another episode of this where we'll talk about cost and what's yes. available for indie and self-published. So that's probably where we're going to talk about how that's really all that's available to them and they're trying to just get it across what they're writing. Um but when you're talking about like actual art on a cover put together in a, an aesthetically pleasing way, I don't think you can go wrong right. with it. A, Jackie, we'll go around the room. Thoughts? I just get the books that you get because you like the cover. That's you're true. Like, That's true. It's this. just a vicious yeah. cycle, really. I just, I yellow my books. Oh, yeah, I, you do. Yeah. yeah, I straight. And sometimes covers <sighs> I can make me depressed because I'll go into a book like, oh, this cover's so pretty. And then it's like three pages of 
indecipherable mess. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what's happening right now? But the cover did so, its job. The cover did do its job. <laughs> and did I its made, job, then yeah. it, the minute you open it, it's like, not my problem anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I make sure I make sure to suffer through it and then leave a review afterwards. Like the cover sold me, but I don't know what was happening in in the pages. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we'll cool. give it to our guests, Rob. I'll have let you have the last word and what your assessment or what you took away from this discussion. Um, I well, I, I the biggest thing I took away from this discussion is that the three of you are fucking awesome. <laughs> um, I, I love, I, I love what you're trying to do. Um, and I, and I, and to the best of my knowledge, there's nobody out there that's trying to do what you're trying to do. And I think that's great. Um, I will definitely be more considerate towards the covers of books and, and think a little bit more about that the next time I'm, I'm in Barnes and Noble, um, and, and look at things that way uh so that's good um i i i will say i i i'm never going to buy a book based on its cover um not for the only reason that you buy a book but that will bring you towards it it will help um yeah no this is this is great thank you so much for having me um i would uh you know, I, I, I think this is awesome. Please uh, look me up um, online, uh, robroysw.com, and you can find out more about my art and uh, everything that I've got going on. Very cool, very cool, very cool. And your handle on Twitter? Is- yes, Ro- just Rob Roy Chalmers. It's just my name, and that's my handle on Insta and Facebook and everywhere else. If you Google Rob Roy Chalmers, there's like five pages of shit on me. It's so. all me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, you still have your raffle going, right? I do have my raffle going. Um, <clears throat> Twenty-five dollars gets you a one in twenty-five chance of winning a six hundred dollar gift card to anything on my site, which is awesome. And uh, I will mention that two raffle tickets will get you a one in twelve chance <laughs> of winning. <laughs> so, I mean, the, the more tickets you have, the better chance you have of winning. Obviously. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to keep doing the raffle, um, and and because I I want to get my artwork out there, and I, I just like people having it. So um, yeah. it is definitely interesting. I've looked throughout your site and what you post. It's yeah. it's different than if you're if you're going into it looking like a traditional artwork. It's definitely not traditional by any means, but it is very striking and appealing. So thank you. Very good. All right, everyone. So this was our first segment of Bitches, Books, and Art. We will come at this again with another topic within this realm. Probably going to talk about those romance and erotica covers with the naked men. Yes. Um, yes, I want to talk I about have, I have many thoughts on that, and I, and I know that A does as well. I do. Um, but I will say today's discussion about if artwork like what is the purpose of cover art for a book and it really is we described all the different ways that it it does its job it draws you in if you're definitely especially if you're not someone who's looking for the cover right but the cover is going to attract you it's going to catch your eye you're going to walk towards it you're going to breathe a little heavier and then you're going to pick it up 
and you might smell it. I'm just saying. Uh, but then you're going to read the back of it. And the back mm -hmm. might... But the cover got you there. So I would say yep. the next time that you are in a physical bookstore and not for a reason like you're going in there to get such and such edition of whatever, like just take a trip to the bookstore and go in there and just let your eyes lead you around and see what you land on. And then if something attracts you, pick it up and read the back because it might be something you never would have thought you would be into. So I would say definitely do that. Also, tell us what year uh, you can find us on Twitter, ReadWatch, DNF, or any of the other places we are, but we don't pay attention to those that much, so Twitter it is. Um, reach out and let us know like what your favorite covers are or what your favorite or like what your cover icks are, um, and if there's a book that you bought truly about your cover. And then also any topics, other topics you want to talk about, art and publishing. Um, so until next time... Bye. Bye. Bye.